<laughs> Hello and good afternoon, Roaring Fork Valley and beyond. This is Diane Johnson with Senior Matters, and I'm here live in the studio. We're going back to normal, mostly. Um, still wearing masks. We're still protecting each other. We're still a very people-oriented community. We care. And it's not just about caring about seniors. You guys all know that one. It's about enjoying life to its fullest here in Carbondale in the Roaring Fork Valley. So, Senior Matters. What is Senior Matters? Senior Matters is a nonprofit organization whose mission is to foster diverse educational and social programs for seniors of all ages. Senior Matters collaborates with agencies, organizations, and services to bring a wide variety of happenings of interest in our community. And of course, our community's big wide happening is COVID. And we're all getting along. We're getting along fine. You know, don't look to the negative. Just bring in the positive and let's keep on going strong. You know, that's what I believe, you know. And what I also believe is how I live. And my guest today is going to educate all of us about a way to manage our lives living with diabetes. And I was looking for someone. I kept thinking, who can I get? Where can I go to find the right person to sit down and talk with us, we seniors, we young people, whoever it is, to talk about diabetes? Marcy, are you there, my dear? Hello. Whoops, I think she's on this phone. Marcy, are you, are you there? there? No. A whiz at electronics, I am not. We've gone through this before. So, ah, let me tell you something that's joyful. I live in an incredible house where it is now the time where the season, which is so incredibly beautiful, is also bringing mice into my house. So my landlord got a cat, went to the shelter, adopted this little golden fluff of a male. His name is Buddy. And he wraps himself around my feet with love, and it makes me feel so good. Remember out there, for those of you who are kind of spending too much quiet time, need to love something, adopt a cat. I can't believe how good it feels. I've had them in my life, almost all my life that I can remember. Been without one for a while. Have a wonderful dog, Gracie, that I adopted at the center also, who is a pit bull. You should see the two of them play and love it up. It's the best thing in my life, and it is the best good feeling. Yeah, you are. Joyful. Anyway... 
So I am Raleigh online. This is Marcy. Marcy, how beauty, honey. Hi. I hear my music also, so I wasn't too sure. Raleigh is the one that comes in and runs the board for me. I look at all these push buttons and lights, and I, and I go blank. Am I allowed? He says I'm allowed. I'm allowed to go blank with this because he covers <laughs> me for it. So, my dear, we are on the phone together, and I am really excited about talking with you. And for those of you out in the community, I went online looking for someone that could fit my need, that could sit down with us and talk about diabetes. And I found Marcy online. And let me just give a brief summary, Marcy, and we'll go from there, okay? Okay. Here's what I garnered from her. I have a bachelor's degree in human nutrition, a master of science in advanced metabolism and exercise physiology. She's a certified specialist in sports dietetics and a diabetes educator with board certification in advanced diabetes management. And that's what we're going to talk about. Um, but before we get going, Marcy, in my ears, I hear additional talking in the background. Do you have a radio on or something that's coming in? You know, I hope it's not too depressive, Diane, but I am in the middle of getting my hair done. Woohoo! <laughs> All right, <laughs> so listen. You uh, <laughs> okay. All right, ladies out there and gentlemen, listen to this. We talk about time management in our life. And when you get so darn busy, you your calendar just gets the time gets all filled up on the days. This is what happened with her. And I love it. I said, honey, we're going to do it. You can sit in that chair and let, let it be as cool and quiet as possible, but we're going to talk. Okay. I agree. Okay. All right. Diabetes. Talk to us. Talk to us about diabetes. What is it like in our community, in our local community, our world community with diabetes? What is it? Well, well, I don't know. If you want me to talk about it right now, I find it interesting right now during COVID time in talking with my community members about diabetes because it's just really hard in general. And diabetes in terms of a disease is about everyday management, the in and out and, and the difficulty that can be. And then you do it in the middle of these times where there is uncertainty about our health and risks and and it's been pretty difficult i i talked i've been talking to my patients a lot about flexibility so you said me being in this chair getting my hair done and talking on the phone being time management but i guess i i think of it as just being flexible and that's what i've been talking to a lot of my people about with diabetes is how we can just be flexible and kind to ourselves because Diabetes is a hard disease, and sometimes you just, it's not going to be perfect, and you have to be flexible with that and, go, and kind of, you know, take what comes. You know what? I, I hear the word flexible. 
we got to be flexible. And then I thought about that as it is it applies in my life because everything I put in my mouth I need insulin for, basically, you know. So being flexible and being instead of saying, oh, at 9 o'clock I must do this and, and eat this and, and at 1 o'clock I must do this and eat this, is that what you're talking about, having more flexibility and how we manage our insulins and foods and what we well, do? Yeah, that, that could be an example because, you know, you have type 1 diabetes. And so with type 1 diabetes, you have to think about your diabetes all the time. Like you said, with whatever you eat, how much insulin that you have. But even for patients out there who have type 2 diabetes and they're thinking about what they eat, too, because their doctor told them that, you know, they shouldn't eat foods that are carbohydrates because that makes their blood sugar go up. They're, you know, they should be exercising, you know, all the time. And, you know, or that's how they're interpreting it. Well, they have to be kind of flexible because right now, um, you know, they might go to the grocery store and the meal they hope to prepare that was all good and healthy and nutritious they can't find the ingredients. I don't know if, you know, you've come across that, but in the last few months, sometimes the grocery store doesn't have what you need, you know, in it. And so they have to be flexible to, you know, maybe go outside that and do the best that they can, make a different meal, you know, realize that 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 it's not, that they have to kind of just give themselves a break a little bit and be kind. I did that today. I yeah. did I did that today like I have said I love to cook and those there are many of us that love to cook and I love to make soups but what I had prepared was zucchini tomatoes onions Italian seasonings so I made this zucchini vegetable dish all veggies and I loved the taste and I then I thought I'm going to make a soup. So I took it and made a soup. And I continued the extension of the tomatoes with V8 juice. And then I said, I need a carbohydrate, another one. And I cooked noodles. And I put noodles in it. So I had this wonderful vegetarian soup. I looked at the carb count. And, and I, I walked away feeling proud. Yeah, those are great decisions. Yeah, exactly what I'm talking about. So talk about diabetes. What causes diabetes? Diabetes 1, diabetes 2, what causes diabetes? So so diabetes is now um, can be classified as type 1 or type 2. It used to be that we used to call type 1 diabetes juvenile onset diabetes, but we no longer use those terms anymore. And a lot of it is because exactly what you were talking about, Diane, where, you know, you're an older, you know, you're an older person. And so if, if you told someone that you had diabetes, a lot of times they assume that you have type 2 because you're an adult. Right. But no, you, you don't. You have type 1. You may have gotten it, you know, um, later on in life. But the cause, the root cause of the diabetes uh, when you have type 1 is that it's an autoimmune dysfunction. And so it's an autoimmune disease where the body is no longer making insulin. And that is completely different than someone with type 2 diabetes. And the, re- uh, the reason is because it's not that their body's not making insulin. They're making insulin, but their body is not utilizing it as effectively. Oh. And because of that, the blood sugar is rising and they get diagnosed with diabetes. 
And in people who have type, type 2 diabetes, if they, you know, have their disease long enough, eventually their body may poop out and not be able to make insulin, and they will need to take insulin. But still, regardless, they mm-hmm. still would have type 2 diabetes. So they are very different diseases. So we're talking about the pancreas. We're talking yes. about the pancreas and an auto, is an, uh, uh, diabetes being an autoimmune disease and the pancreas is not producing enough or none as far as uh, insulin is concerned. And that's part of the endocrine system. Correct. Uh, so Absolutely, yep. How... How does diabetes affect mood? Mood? You mean you mean um, just someone's just everyday mood, or I guess I'm not sure. Okay. Exactly what you mean. Okay. Maybe maybe let me go through it this way. Stress. How does stress, stress. affect diabetes? Well, for most people, okay, stress will increase blood sugars, and that's because of the body's physiologic stress response. So if we do a little bit more science and in big words, we're talking about um, the stress response in the body being that when the body is under stress, it goes into a fight or flight mode. And most people are familiar with that, where the body is utilizing its um, its stores of energy to pr- produce quick energy. So it releases sugar into the body that raises the blood sugar so that you can either fight the tiger mm-hmm. or flee the tiger. You know, mm-hmm. that's, you know, that's how our body was made up. Now, we're not fighting or fleeing tigers usually anymore, but anything that the body sees as a threat such as that, it will, it will cause that increase in blood sugar to be, you know, and sugar to be mobilized from the body's stores. So mm-hmm. it tends to increase people's blood sugar which can, you know, for someone with diabetes, that can cause, especially with type 1 diabetes, who needs to balance any sugar with insulin, it can it can cause a really severe high blood sugar. Yeah. Um, and, and even in people with type 2 diabetes, you see the blood sugar go up as well. So stress, you know, acutely or, you know, right at the time, you, know, you get in a car and you get in some road rage, someone cuts you off, you can see the blood sugar go up. But then even people who experience more chronic like, you know, dealing with, you know, the, the maybe just say the political uh, situation that's oh. going on right now, you know, that can chronically actually elevate people's blood sugar, where I've had people come in and go, geez, you know, I don't know why, but my blood sugar just keeps running high every evening. And I've, I've looked at kind of their patterns and we've talked and I find out it happens right after the news. <laughs> start going up. You know, they're spending too much time left in the news and, and getting upset and causes stress. And, and so sometimes when I help people with their diabetes, it really isn't about their medications or their diet or their exercise. It's about, you know, what they can do to kind of minimize some of the stress in their life, you know? Would You know, talking about minimizing the stress in their life, and I'm looking at you, what you also do, and it's related to activity, you know, yeah. increasing exercise and activity. Address that with those of us at this time in our lives who um, are not that physically active, you know, if we're talking to the senior community briefly, mm-hmm. and with this COVID that's going on, especially, 
talk about activities for us at home. How can we incorporate that into our life, and what can we do? Yeah, well, you know, activity as you get older, you just mentioned, it serves so many purposes in terms of um, decreasing stress, keeping people mobile, and, and um, you know, keeping them, you know, you fit for just daily activities. You know, if you're not moving your body, then you, then you, you stiffen up and everything becomes harder, even things like getting breaths or, you know, standing at, at, in the kitchen to cook. And so movement and, and having regular physical activity keeps you strong and keeps you able. And with diabetes also has the effect of helping making um, blood sugar management easier for mm-hmm. sure. And that's for type one and for type two. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as a senior, if, if, if with, the, with the COVID risk, there is a tendency to stay at home more. But the lovely thing is, is there's so much available on the internet in terms of of classes and different kinds of classes um, that you can take just without even leaving your leaving your own home. Things that you know, if you need to, to modify exercise, there's there's different even um, exercises like for yoga that you can do doing sitting. And so there's a lot of modifications, a lot of good things that you can find for free um, online. Online um, and also on our televisions. There are there, yoga yeah. and activity classes for those that are early risers. Those are great. And not only that, if you don't meet the time, and this is something I'm learning too, all those shows have been pre-recorded. and Recorded, You can just search them and say, okay, let's do it today. But it's getting up and moving the body, trying to make it the best day possible. And I know what it feels like at at my age. I know what it feels like body-wise when the muscles are not being used like they used to be. The body is physically not what it used to be. But I take my walking stick that I made and I do my walk twice a day down the lane and back home. And get, oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, and, and, and I'm sometimes I get back home, sit in the chair outside, and I'm taking deep breaths and I'm thinking, ah, but I did it. And it hurt. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and it hurt. Yeah. What causes type 2 diabetes primarily? Well, you know, it's a disease that has, is heavily influenced by lifestyle. So it's not that any one lifestyle causes it, but it definitely increases somebody's chance. So, for example, diet. You know, if, if someone is uh, not eating well in terms of not eating up what everybody, you know, as far as American, healthy Americans are supposed to eat, which is, just five servings a day of fruits and vegetables, a whole grain, you know, just a balanced diet. Those, you know, too much processed food, sodas, sugars, yeah. um, those things are, you know, they're not providing the nutrients that our body needs to stay healthy, and it starts to break down. And so, you know, if that if diet also leads to weight gain and if people are overweight, that plays a factor into the development of type 2 diabetes. And um, lack of movement, exercise. The one thing about moving and, and being active is that the body can use up sugar in the body because sugar is just energy, you know. Mm-hmm. Sugar in the body, you know, mm-hmm. it's not bad. It's mm-hmm. what our body used for energy, for 
And so if we give it a place to go, if you start being active, then it doesn't build up in the body. Your body becomes more sensitive and your insulin starts working better. And, and again, it's a way to prevent, you know, diabetes as well. So if, if, if any of those systems break down in terms of, you know, lack of exercise, um, um, poor diet, being overweight, the things that we know cause disease, heart disease and cancer and a lot yeah. of the other chronic diseases, they can also contribute to the development of diabetes. And type 2 diabetes does have a, a, a strong genetic component as well. So it's not to say that everybody whose parents or grandparents have diabetes is going to get it. Absolutely. But those life, it the, wasn't the in my factors. family. There was no history yeah. in my family. Yeah. I need yeah. to uh, take a moment. And Absolutely. here it is. All of you listening out there, have you seen the Sophus Lodge of Carbondale? Well, the Sophus Lodge of Carbondale is offering personalized independent living, assisted living, and memory care services all designed for Colorado life. Sophus Lodge is currently meeting with interested residents and accepting reservations, appointments, reservations, and more information at 970-340-4460. Sophus Lodge at Carbondale. Uh, back again, Marcy, one thing I wanted to, to tell our listeners, and some of them know and some of them don't, but here it is. I'm having another back surgery. I'm trying to lower my blood sugars so that my healing will not be an issue. This is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Being a diabetic for 35 years and loving every bit of food and wanting to eat what I want and drink what I want, my spoiled child resists sometimes oh yeah that's and yes it is i i i resent that i have to manage myself pretty tight now especially when i and and let me tell you listeners i here we go real quick on this one also marcy we have instruments that tell us our blood sugars without pricking our fingers and we just scan over a little sensor and it'll tell you well your blood sugar is 350 you didn't take your insulin and there we go marcy thank you we'll talk Again, support for Senior Matters on KDNK comes from Sopris Lodge at Carbondale. You can learn more at soprislodge.com or 970-340-4460.
0460. Good day, everyone.